0: listening to this morning
1: Now the Danish prosecution has said it will decide on whether to send Chung Yuda home by Monday. For months now we've been following the case of Chung, the daughter of now notorious presidential confidant Che Shil. sil Korean residents in Denmark have been holding candlelight rallies near the detention center where she's being held, having been caught in Aalborg at the start of the month. Let's now cross over there to speak with one of them on the line. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Chong dong yeol Thank you for uh, the time for the interview. Well, it's fantastic that uh, you're prepared to share what's been going on over there. Can you tell us more about the protests uh, close to where Chung is being held?
2: Yeah, I participated in the protests both on the 13th and 14th of January. Uh, the participants were mainly South, uh, South Korean citizens uh, living in Denmark, Sweden and UK. On the 13th, uh, 17 people gathered in front of the detention centre. And we did uh, individual speeches, chanting and marching around the detention centre. On the 14th, we were 24 people and we did it in the same way in the detention centre and uh, we extended the march towards the city centre and we spoke in public.
1: So what was the public response from the the local, local Danish people?
2: Uh, we had an interview with uh, one of the national radio, as the, they requested so, and uh, some of the local people uh, at the city center came close to us and asked uh, what's going on and uh, what is it, what is it about. So we explained um, the situation as well. And um, uh, as a follow-up, we also created uh, the website to draw a higher attention from the local people, and we uh, hope that uh, they will have some influence.
1: I wonder what the general atmosphere has been like, though. Aside from those days of protests, has it been very much business as usual for for the local community?
2: Uh, at the first um, place, um, uh, the people in Albo has seems to have been uh, affected by the uh, this a big um, the group of people uh, wandering around. Uh, the, the filming and the asking some questions about uh, the, this uh, unho- uh, never heard of uh, Korean young girl. Mm. Uh, but um, the, after uh, several days or so, and uh, the Korean journalists also got uh, also cooled down after they have uh, have been uh, inv- uh, interviewing the several people and uh, visiting different places, and uh, they also have been warned uh, from the police that uh, they will have to. Keep, the, their, uh, keep, keep their activities within the limit. So um, the after about a week or so, as um, just as usual, I would say.
1: So with this large group of journalists uh, sometimes appearing like they're hounding Chong Yura, trying desperately to get a, a scoop, in other words, do you support the hmm. sort of work they're doing?
2: I did um, when the, the Chong Yura was uh, first arrested. Um, and mainly for the translation and the communication because uh, many of them uh, were not uh, so good in the English, in uh, unfortunately. Um, but um, not anymore because um, I have uh, my own job to, uh, to perform. So uh, right. I'm also back to uh, usual.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, you physically supported it, but w- emotionally do you also support the kind of journalism they're carrying out uh, or, or have they you know, crossed lines in their attempt to make breaking news
2: emotionally um i would say if they were told not to do something then they they should have uh, they should um, uh, adhere to it but some of them I, I i can understand because i also lived in the south korea for many years yeah um so i was born there and the, the rate there uh, so the i can understand the the competition and the level of uh attention they have in their job as well so I can understand, but when, when they are told not to do in Denmark, then they should
1: adhere to Yeah, like, for example, filming in a local courtroom, which was a bit of a no-no exactly. early on. Um, but exactly. how do you feel generally about this situation? As someone who's still very much connected to South Korea, but living in Denmark, um, you, you really seem to bridge both sides here. How, how does that make you feel?
2: yeah that is uh, pretty much correct and um, the it's it also gives me some uh mixed feeling um on the one hand um it is uh, very shameful that uh, such frauds and the corruption still exist in south korea and it's is uh, brought up brought into the public uh, knowledge uh, also for danes uh, um so that the, they may consider the overall level of uh, honesty and uh, morality among south koreans would be at a lower level which will have an influence on me as well but on the other hand i uh, i also see um the, it is a uh, uh, one step forward into a better country and a better uh, democracy and um, i'm also proud of the series of the peaceful uh, protest um, happened in the last uh, few weeks
1: mr Zhang in our board thank you very much for speaking with us today no problem and thank you for the time wonderful uh, let's Discuss the legal aspects of this case now with Professor Lars Bo Langsted of the Criminal Law Department at Aalborg University, a member of the jury as well at Aalborg District Court. Thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. Um, so, what's your take on the, the level of local attention being placed on this case?
0: Well, as a matter of fact, uh, it hasn't drawn that much attention here in Denmark. Of course, uh, the day she was arrested, uh, there was a lot of writing in the newspapers and the radio and television but, and so on. But uh, after that, there's been almost silence about it in the Danish papers.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to hear the other side, uh, having just heard from the Korean community based there in Aalborg. So can you just remind us what options Chung has as of now, uh, being held at a detention center, if the Danish prosecution decides to repatriate her to Korea?
0: Yes. Uh, if that's the decision, then she'll have uh, three days to think about whether she is going to take the case to court or she isn't. Uh, if she wants to, to have the case tried in court, she can go to city court. Uh, who will then look at it? Uh, and if they uphold the decision about extradition, then she can take the case to high court. And that's the end of the uh, court sessions, um, the automatic ones then she has a possibility uh, to uh, send in a grant to the Appeals Permission Board that looks at cases and uh, decides whether they're allowed to go to Supreme Court or not. Mm. But uh, it's very seldom that cases are allowed to the Supreme Court. It's only cases concerning uh, matters of uh, legal principles and things like that.
1: So the, the, the time frame on that, that would be up to about six months or well, so? Uh, Yes, I'd I'd say that if
0: if the case ends at at the high court, uh, then then four or five months maybe. Uh, And if uh, she and her lawyer wants to take it to Supreme Court, it might take another couple of months uh, before the appeals commission board and Supreme Court has has had the chance to look at the case.
1: Yeah, well, we're expecting that initial decision to be made by the thirtieth of this month, by Monday. Uh, Yes, what what are the prospects? That's what I heard as well. But, but what are the prospects? Have you got any indication as to which way they're likely to rule?
0: Well, no, we haven't, and I haven't. Uh, but, but I must say that uh, very often these cases on extradition uh, ends the way that uh, the foreign citizen is extradited. Uh, but it depends very much on how uh, good the material is that we've got from the South Korean authorities, uh, how well is the case described, and so on.
1: Mm. Because not every request for an arrest warrant, for example, has been approved even by the local courts here for very controversial figures due to uh, lack of evidence. So, mm, exactly, that that's one other side of looking but, at.
0: Yes, it is, but but it's not so that the Danish court is going to look very hard on the evidence. But there must be enough for them to think. Well, there is a criminal case, and yes, there are some evidence. But
1: they're not going to try the evidence, of course, in in depth. Yes. I mean, one of the primary sources of anger against this this young girl is the preferential treatment she received at university Um, Mm. through the relationship with her mother and, uh, of course, certain professors and the former (coughs) president of the university have been under scrutiny. But, I mean, it's something we've talked about before, but I wonder your thoughts if that's the sort of crime that would, you know, warrant an extradition from Denmark.
0: It's very hard to say, because um, corruption, of course, is a crime in Denmark as well, and uh, one of the conditions for extradition is that uh, the things she has done in South Korea would be punishable if they were done, uh, made in Denmark as well. Right. It's, it's a claim for double criminality. Uh, but uh, corruption, of course, uh, is a crime in Denmark, Yes. and so is uh, the forgery of documents and stuff like that, if that's the question. Uh, but but it, it very much depends on how things are carried out whether it's a criminal case or not
1: yeah and there may well be evidence related to financial crimes beyond that university hmm. experience can you see the sense from chung's point of view of dragging this out
0: well i don't know um, sufficiently about the case uh, how what she can expect if she's extradited to south korea uh, and, of course, it isn't It, it, it isn't nice to sit in the Danish detention center. So I really wouldn't know. It might be good for her to come back to South Korea and, and uh, face the charges there as well.
1: Is there anything that Korean authorities can do to speed the process up at this point?
0: Not at this point. No, I don't think so. If the material they have sent to the Danish police uh, are fine and, and sufficient, then uh, they just have to wait.
1: Thank you very much, Professor Langstedt. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Great to have you on the line, Professor Lars Bo Langstedt of Aalborg University, hearing two different perspectives, both from the same city in Denmark.